ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Australian doctors are pushing back hard against political pressure over healthcare services for transgender patients, with the Australian Medical Association declaring a new position. The peak body for doctors has called for gender-affirming treatment to be urgently enhanced and for doctors providing it to have stronger protection and support. The policy also warns high levels of discrimination are worsening health outcomes. Professor Steve Robson is the president of the Australian Medical Association. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much, Patricia. You had a policy already on health treatment for LGBTIQ plus Australians. You've updated it here and it's a stronger message, particularly on trans health. Why? We've updated the position because there is a strong sense that discrimination against transgender Australians seems to be increasing and it must be terrible to have a, um, I guess, a, a situation where you want to seek help but you click or open a paper and you're seeing a lot of negative um, discriminatory things said about the way you feel. So we wanted to do a couple of things. We wanted to make sure that Australians who do uh, seek gender-affirming care feel safe, they feel supported, they feel respected, and they have uh, they can seek care um, through uh, clinics, services and doctors who practice evidence-based care and will listen to them compassionately and and respect uh, the concerns that they have. Also, that the doctors who provide the care should be able to provide that care without being um, reviled uh, on social media and things like that. And we know that high levels of discrimination are very, very bad for your health. The research here from Melbourne shows that over 40% of people uh, of transgender Australians have um, attempted suicide. It's a major thing. We want to make sure that they get the care that they deserve. What do you make of the state of the debate in Australia? Is that part of what's prompted this change? I think there's a lot of um, uh, information around that's not really accurate. And um, we know that this leads to discrimination. LGBTIA plus Australians are some of the most discriminated against. And particularly, there are high levels of discrimination against transgender Australians. And that's very bad for your health. It, it, there certainly has been a lot of media and social media discourse about this. There was a lot of talk about the social contagion, as it was called, but when it's actually studied objectively, there's no real evidence for this. We think that more and more Australians who perhaps have had internal conflict, have been suffering in silence, are now finding that there are services that can help them. We want to encourage people who feel they need help to get that help, they'll be respected and they'll get the evidence-based care that all Australians should deserve for whatever their health condition. There's been a a lot of debate particularly about gender-affirming care for young people, Mm. as in children. Yeah. Does your policy update pertain to that? Often the gender dysphoria, the sense that people's, that young people's gender is not that which they were assigned at birth, becomes manifest around the time of adolescence. And this is a time where you need incredibly um, complex care. And um, there are things like uh, puberty blocking medications that just hit pause on puberty while people have time to have a multidisciplinary care uh, team uh, provide care for them. So there has been criticism, though, increasingly around the world, and we saw it with the Tavistock um, issue in the United Kingdom, for instance, mm. um, which has questioned whether puberty blockers are being used in, in a wi- too widespread 
way. What's your, what are your thoughts on that? Look, I think uh, it's really important that the care that's provided is provided by experienced, compassionate teams who follow the evidence. And of course, the evidence changes in medicine. It's an inevitable part of scientific progress. We want to make sure that the teams who provide this care uh, are supported, that they follow the evidence, and that the patients, the young people and the families around them who often find this is a time of uh, enormous concern uh, are respected and, and treated compassionately. And I agree, like every medical service, there needs to be scrutiny. Um, but at the end of the day, there are many, many Australian, young Australians and their families who seek this care and they need to be supported and make sure that they have care uh, that is respectful. This is about doctors as well as patients. You mm. say doctors providing this care need to be protected and supported. There have been questions around insurance coverage. Are you concerned that doctors don't feel protected to provide gender-affirming care? I think one of the, the principles that we put in this statement is that the doctors, the medical teams who provide the care should be able to go about providing that care like any other health issue, whether it's cancer or mental health issues, whatever. They follow the evidence, they provide the care that the evidence leads them to provide, they do it on a case-by-case -case basis, and they should be able to do that without um, discrimination themselves. It's a really important principle, or we're going to drive great people away from providing care. So we want to make sure that those people providing care are protected as well, Patricia. And you're worried that they don't feel protected? I think some don't feel protected at the moment, but sometimes you have to be proactive. And we wanted to make sure our statement was very proactive and said, look, these are areas that are highly charged at times. If we want great doctors, great healthcare teams to work together to provide the care, they need to feel that they're supported. And we wanted to send a signal from the profession you are supported. What you do is important, it's valued. We want you to continue practising great care. In South Australia, there was going to be a parliamentary inquiry on this and, and the Premier, Peter Malinowskis, said that he didn't think it was appropriate. Some think that's a shutdown of the democratic process and debate. What are your thoughts? I think one of the important things we always have to do when we're dealing with health issues and sensitive health issues is follow the evidence. And I think there is a sense that sometimes the politicisation of these processes um, can a you know, make, uh, magnify that sense of discrimination that people feel, but often derail what is a good intention. And there are other processes. I mean, at the end of the day, healthcare is healthcare and every type of healthcare, no matter what it pertains to, should be judged on the evidence that it uses to inform it and the results that it gets. And uh, probably a parliamentary, if the Premier Malinowskis felt that that wasn't the right thing to do, then I respect that and I think there are other processes possible to make sure that the community can be reassured that the healthcare provided is appropriate and is the right thing. In the United States, this has become a red-hot political issue. In fact, Donald Trump uh, just gave a speech in, in, you know, in the last couple of days where, again, trans rights were raised. We haven't quite seen it at that magnitude in Australia, but there are elements of the political a community that are concerned. Are you worried about that becoming the mainstream discourse here? I'm really worried that we get our priorities right. And earlier you had Miss Susie Teagan talk about rural health. 
I think that's an issue that people should be absolutely raising the roof over. There are issues like that that affect so many Australians that I think are ripe for political action and discourse. I think gender-affirming care is important and the community needs to be assured that the care provided is appropriate and safe. But at the end of the day, I think the political things really should be around issues that really affect access for so many Australians and big issues like rural health, you've talked about it this morning, I think are ripe for political action. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure, Patricia. Professor Steve Robson is the president of the Australian Medical Association. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.